0: Hello, just wanna make sure this is clear before I get started. Hi beautiful, this is Celise uh, from Feeling and Healing. This one's a little weird for me cause I've been thinking about it a lot lately and I don't know, maybe it's the time and you know, I can be in my head a lot these days so it's so easy to kind of get into a dark place especially when you're reminiscing about you know you're reminiscing about your past I guess I don't know not reminiscing because I don't miss it (laughs) I guess just collecting your thoughts about it but yeah um, as you can tell from the title I think This is going to be more about one of the, this is so hard, (laughs) Um, and not because I'm talking about it, because I could talk about this, or I could think about it, I mean, I have no problem talking about it. It's just, this is the first time that I've vocalized it since it happened um, a couple years ago and I think that's why it's really hard to get it out (laughs) but from the title of this video you know it's gonna be about one of the times that I've been sexually assaulted and just saying that gives me chills and and I try to deny it but and I try to I don't know, make excuses for it or blame it on myself or I don't know. I I separated myself from that situation and I think that it's, it's it was really interesting that I was able to bring myself bl- back to that place, um, in, in these recent weeks. So I just thought that it'd be interesting to talk about a little bit. Um, and again, I just want to emphasize that I believe my episode should have a universal trigger warning because the things that I talk about can be very, um, triggering. Um, it could bring up unwanted thoughts. So please tread lightly when you are listening to these podcasts. And if you do not feel comfortable, please do not listen. Um, but if you're, you've made it this far, then hello. (laughs) Um, I'm going to set the scene, uh, senior year in, in college. It was my last semester and I think it was in the last week of my senior year, um, when this occurred, it was, you know, my best friend and I, we were getting ready for graduation. We just came back from a career fair, I believe. Um, I'm not sure of the exact setting. I don't, maybe not. But we were walking to one of the dining halls and this guy, he, um, he made it a point to get my attention. Um, I've never met him before. I've never seen him. But he was like, um, aren't you... One of the girls that, you know, do tour guiding again, I forget the conversation, but apparently he just wanted to get my number and I decided to exchange Snapchats with him because I thought he was attractive and I just thought it'd be like really cool or whatever. I don't know. Obviously I'm not that girl anymore, so I'm not sure exactly what she was thinking at the time. Um, so fast forward, we were messaging, um, you know, we talked small talk, you know, the usual when you're flirting or whatever. And I don't know if it was that same day or another day where we planned just to hang out in his dorm room and he lived across campus. So, I was just like, oh, you know, that's, you know, why not? I've done it before and it's, you know, it's, I felt pretty comfortable with it and, or so I thought. And so I just packed a bag. I let my best friend know that I wasn't, I'm possibly just going to spend the night, you know, I didn't have anything in mind to do anything with this guy and, but I just packed a bag just in case. I ended up falling asleep because I had work early in the morning after that and he lived closer to my job so I was just like might as well just kind of like take advantage of being closer to my job and I could just walk there it'd be it'll be very convenient for me and so you know I get there and it was cool we hit it off very well um I don't like putting myself as labels, but I know I, I have the qualities of an introvert and, but I know how to be very social when it's called for. So it doesn't always outwardly look like that, but we really hit it off. It was a lot of fun. We talked, um, a lot about, I don't know, again, I forget the conversations, but he was, um, he offered to, you know, he offered me some drinks and stuff. And again, he was a freshman, so I know he was under 21. I mean, actually, I'm not sure for football or, you know, you can't really easily assume, but I just assumed that he was under 21. He offered drinks and I declined. I don't drink alcohol, so I just uh, was very adamant about that. And uh, he offered... um some weed and again like I usually don't do drugs but I was just like why not um so we went to like this little corner area into this I don't know where he brought me to it was like a um like a hallway that students aren't supposed to be walking through but um it was interesting and again I don't smoke weed so it hurt my lungs and I remember like after taking a few puffs that's when he started to get like you know really touchy or whatever like he started kind of leaning in closer and you know he wanted to be you know just closer to me and so again like I didn't mind like making out or things like that like that was fine and I kind of figured things like that would happen this isn't the my first rodeo at this point but it was just I just you know I wasn't thinking anything else of it and I thought it was kind of cute we were heading it off it was gonna be a good night so he brought me back to the um back to his room and um at the time I had like a wig on (laughs) And so, you know, I told him like, I'm going to take this wig off and I'm going to put a wig cap on. And he was completely fine with that, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then after it's, the details are blanking a little bit cause it's been a little while. Um, and also what I usually do with traumatic experiences is I, my brain kind of forgets about it. I think that's a real thing. It's like some sort of like conscious um like purposeful amnesia so I don't know but clothes start going off and you know making out that's all good like I was totally fine with that it was it was totally fine and I don't know what happened but I was just telling him like um he got to a point where He wanted to have sex and I remember not being very, like I didn't want to do it. I, I, I remember, I don't know, we were laying in bed and he, um, Uh, what happened? We were laying in bed, and he already had his um penis out, and he was he was. I remember coercing me. He was just like, "Come on, let's just do it. Let's let's go." And I really didn't want to do it, and. I don't remember saying yes, but I just remember that it's like, as he was asking me, he already was kind of shoving, like trying to force it in. And I'm, I'm really sorry about the details, but you know, that's, that's sex, I guess. But, um, he was already forcing it in and I was just like, Um, I really, I don't, I really don't think we should be doing this. But then I I remember getting quiet. I don't, I, at a certain point I wasn't speaking anymore. And he just shoves it in. And then I remember I did ask him if he could just use a condom. But, um. He didn't, he said it felt better without the condom and yeah, that was it. It was very, um, mechanical. It wasn't like at that point I was totally turned off. I remember it hurting at one point and Yeah, it was just very, it was weird. It was a weird time. And I didn't even realize anything of it until after. It was, it didn't last that long. I mean, I don't, I actually forgot how long it was because I checked out. I remember not being um present anymore after that and it was it was it was really hard you know because like now I'm putting myself back in to that to that girl who just wanted to have fun and things went too far and she felt powerless and i feel that right now it's really you know it's it's hard <laughs> because i pushed that down so far because anyone who looks at it from the outside is probably like you should have figured that was something that would happen you know going into going to this guy's room this late at night, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, if someone is not giving you a verbal yes, and if they seem reluctant, you should probably slow down and kind of check in. And again, I don't even know if I'm going to... Upload this episode because I'm not seeking attention. I'm just trying, not even spreading awareness because we know women get sexually harassed and sexually assaulted, unfortunately, so often every day. You know, there's someone who is being abused regardless of your age and at that point I wasn't sexually assaulted for a while there were a few moments in my life where I was um, and I couldn't I was so upset with myself that I allowed myself to get to that point again I remember, um, coming back home after, because we, I ended up spending the night. Cause again, I just, I remember falling asleep right after and just kind of like curling up. We didn't cuddle or anything. I was just like, at the, like his bed was against the wall. And so I was at the wall, just, I didn't want to touch him. And he just went right to sleep. And I remember waking up before work and I didn't have any covers on me. So I was just sitting there, you know, half dressed and he was still sleeping and I left and that was it. I got dressed and, and left for work and that was the end of that. it was there is something truly you know wrong with people who do that to others and i mean i mean i'm i'm so happy that i had the health insurance to you know make sure there was nothing wrong because again You know, we had unprotected sex and I really, I don't really know what I, like where I'm going with this, but I don't, I really, I really don't want pity. That's the thing. Like, I don't want people to feel bad for me because I've already drilled in my head that, you know, it is my fault. Like if I didn't go over there, then this wouldn't have happened. I should have just stayed in bed because it was a late night. And (sighs) if you know me, I'm usually like sleeping by 10, but we were messaging and I was excited. So I packed my bag at like 11 o'clock at night and walked all the way across campus. So, you know, I really, you know, I don't want the pity. I don't, I don't want you to feel bad for me because, you know, that was a few, that was a couple of years ago. There is truly, um, it is, it is a very different feeling when someone uses your body against you and, you know, it's not like you can throw your body away. You have to use it still. And you're constantly reminded sometimes when you look at certain body parts and you hate yourself inside. And that's, honestly, that's why I, when women come out with their stories, I understand when people try to use that, you know, for clout or to get, reparations or to get a lawsuit out of it but it's not that like I just want to be completely healed from it and I know that that's that's really really hard and that's a lot of pressure to put on myself to want to be completely healed from something like that It really, like, it really changes you and you start having, like, fears about it. Um, you start looking at people a little differently and you assume that they are looking at you differently because, you know, as a, like, at a certain, like, to a certain extent, you have been defiled. You have been truly stripped from all that you've had and it's so hard to think that you've you know you've you've lived that like you were there you that you physically were there it was your body and since it wasn't the first time i pushed it down kind of like in the compartment Of all of my sexual trauma. And it was like oh. There's another one. There's another one I can add to the list. And. I would do. Anything in my power to. Not feel this way again. Or not to put myself in. The situation again. Even though. Sometimes you can't control it. Sometimes it really just happens. But. That's kind of how I coped with it. I just tried to forget. As you can see, it was really hard for me to think about it because I pushed it down so deep into the last plastic bin in the basement in the corner of my brain. That's where it was. That's where it was hiding this whole time. And I just... I just want you all to know if you've ever, ever experienced anything like this, and it doesn't even have to go to the extent of sexual intercourse. It could be just unconsensual, you know, sexual touches. It could be other acts of unconsensual sex or things that you were probably forced to do. I just want you to know that I'm sorry and the way that you have been protecting and coping with yourself is completely valid. No one has any idea what you've gone through, but just know that I hear you and I'm here for you and I hope that it will never happen again and I'm at this point where I really can't feel like I want to get my revenge you know I'm past that point in my life I just hope that he doesn't touch people like that again (laughs) I hope that every sexual encounter that he's had in between these two years and on were consensual and I do wish him the best no I don't I mean I care about people you know generally no I don't care about him I don't love him it wasn't anything to me besides the fact that he has defiled me again I'm, I'm really not sure if I'm gonna post this this is probably gonna be um, for me maybe not we'll see how I'm feeling while I'm editing. But um it's just it's really it's it's tough. It's a it's a battle. It's a constant battle. And getting to know and doing I guess more more inner work and in working with um teaching my child um uh, my inner child and having to talk about this and having to tell her that it's okay and that she's protected now and what has happened to her wasn't her fault I've realized that there are a lot of things that I've done because I was sexually assaulted like having multiple sexual partners and having a lot of it in a certain given time period. Not because I necessarily wanted to have sex. I think it was because I was dealing with something and that was my way of kind of drowning out the noise. And it was a way for me to feel some sort of superficial intimacy. I wanted to feel something. You know, it's, it's really great to have a a very supportive, uh, a good supportive system. And I'm really happy, you know, that I have such an understanding and grounding relationship with my boyfriend, Mark. He doesn't even know the full story about this, but he is aware of my history. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's, you know, I have to sit with my inner child and talk to her sometimes. And tell her that, you know, everything is okay and that adult Celise is, you know, going to fix it. Or she's trying to fix it. <laughs> but yeah. I think this is going to be the end of this episode. Um, Thank you so much if you got to this point. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Um, it's, I'm truly an open book and things like this, there's so many, so many layers of me where I feel like this isn't necessarily a part of me. It's just something that I had to go through. My sexual traumas do not make me who I am. I don't identify with my sexual traumas. Um, they have their place in my life and I had to experience them for whatever reason, but it's not who I am. It's just an experience that I had to go through. And yeah, that's basically it. Um, thank you so much. Bye.